welcome to another episode of the Making Sense of Islam podcast. A few housekeeping points before we begin. Every episode is accompanied by episode notes that highlight everything I've referenced. So people, verses, hadith, etc. They're all in the episode notes, which you can find at makingsenseofislam.com. Most of the episodes are short form, so the notes are few. But when you listen to longer form episodes, the notes are meant to be a resource and an aid. Number two. I would really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on whatever platform you use and leave a comment, hopefully positive. And number three, every Friday I send out a short email called Coexist Ruminations that shares what I'm working on and reading in my four focus areas. If you'd like to receive these, please sign up by going to makingsenseofislam.com forward slash Friday. That's it for now. Enjoy the show. I love holidays, celebrations, and important calendar events. And this love has grown over the years to the point that these special events are a major part of my year. Now, I've tried to pull together various literature, hadith, du'ats, etc. regarding all of these special days. So this Islamic year, and at the time of this recording, I'm referencing the year 1440, I will do my best to compile these notes and suggestions per event and upload an episode that can be used as a reference guide. So I pray for infinite blessings and happiness for all of these events for all of you. Take care. So the last few episodes have obviously been about Ramadan. And as I've stated before, Ramadan is the major spiritual and religious activity in our liturgical calendar, uh, minus Hajj for those that go to Hajj. But because we don't go to Hajj every year, I think Ramadan, it's fair to say, is you know, number one for us. And Ramadan, of course, it concludes with the Eid, which is one of the one of the two Eids, actually, but not not the only celebrations as the the sub series of holidays and uh, special events shows. So I wanted to talk very briefly, this will be a short one, but I wanted to talk a little bit about how we can approach the Eid and how we can make a lot out of it. And I think if you live as a Muslim minority, this probably is more of an issue than if you live in a Muslim-majority country. If you live in a Muslim-majority country, everyone's going to have off usually even a day before the actual Eid itself, and it extends into the weekend, so you have a, you know, a few days off plus a weekend, and people usually travel during that time. But if you live in, in the West, or if you're a, a, a Muslim minority, wherever you are, then it's important that we lay down some parameters of how we can actually make this a day of celebration. So, you know, again, I just want to offer some simple thoughts straightforward. The first thing, uh, it might sound a little odd, but the first thing is you have to pay your zakat al-fitr. And this is very important. I, I know that sometimes people let this slide. And because of the word zakat, people oftentimes confuse this with the zakat that they own on their excess wealth. This is a special zakat that is required for people. In other words, if you are consuming food, and anyone in your house that's consuming food, whether they be old or whether they be young, whether they fasted or not, because maybe they were sick or something like that. If a woman is pregnant, so herself and the baby that's inside, because the baby inside is also eating, this zakat, this special zakat is owed. And the uh, amount is traditionally understood as two and a half kilograms of local grain. And, and that's a very, that's a moving target. So local grain, there's different types of grain and grain costs all sorts of different things. So my advice is rather than 
offer like a an amount here i'm going to say you know go with your local mosque or your local muslim organization that i've calculated that it's actually very very little and you have to pay this amount for each person that's in your household or each person in the household has to pay that amount or you can pay on their behalf that's what i mean and this needs to be done before the eid prayer and there's a hadith in which the prophet sallallahu he says that uh, you know our fasting is suspended between the heaven and the earth the reward of it that is is suspended between the heaven and the earth until the zakat al-fitr is paid. So it's a pretty big deal. And you can actually pay your zakat al-fitr from the beginning of Ramadan. So what I like to do is within the first 10 days, I, I like to take care of that so I don't have to stress about it at the end. And the reason is, is that not it's not just the act of giving the money, but that money has to be distributed to those that are in need, ideally before the Eid prayer or before the end of the day of Eid. So the earlier you pay it, the easier you make it for those distributing it. And when you do that, you're sort of exercising that muscle that says, this is how we say goodbye to Ramadan. So this episode is also about the, you know, the art of saying goodbye. How do we say goodbye to our friend Ramadan? And hopefully, inshallah, all of the great insights and lessons and feelings and emotions, all of that stuff that we've experienced, we pray that it lasts throughout the year. So, first thing is pay your zakat al-fitr. The second thing is that there's a hadith, there's some weakness in the hadith, but it's a really solid meaning in which the Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, whoever gives life to the eve of Eid, meaning the night before Eid prayer, you break your fast the last day of Ramadan, that night, right? And the next morning is Eid, that night. Whoever gives life to that night, meaning... You spend some of that night in devotion, just like you do the nights of Ramadan. Maybe you read some more Quran. Maybe you make du'a. Uh, maybe you read about you know stories of the pious people the, before us. Whatever the case may be, but you do something that connects you to God. You give uh, a portion of the night to that. Whoever gives life to the the eve of Eid. Allah will give life to their hearts on the day when all hearts die. And that's a beautiful concept because in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ is teaching us about saying goodbye to Ramadan. And he's showing us that when you break your fast on the last day of Ramadan, it's not like you, somebody pulled the plug and it's over. You know, There's still more uh, things such as preparing for the Eid prayer itself. And for those that are able to to fast the six days of Shawwal, which a lot of people fast the second day of Eid, you know, they pray Eid today and then tomorrow they start fasting the six days. And then after that, shortly thereafter, we have the nine days of Dhul Hijjah and then the day of Arafah and then Eid Al-Adha. And then we have New Year's and then we have Ashura, etc. I mean, there's always something in the calendar. There's always some big event happening. Or you can look at it Friday and Friday. The, there's a hadith that says that Friday you know, is a bigger Eid than the actual Eid itself. Every week we have an Eid. Every week we have a celebration. So when the Prophet says that, the idea is this is a time that most people will forget about. They'll break their fast the last day of Ramadan and they'll be like, oh, alhamdulillah, Ramadan, I, I did it, it's done. You know, back to my normal schedule. And, you know, they're just, they're, they're not thinking about the next step. But to spend part of that night in devotion means you're holding on. You're holding on to what you've gained. You're holding on to that all of those habits that you gained, positive habits that you've gained in Ramadan. You're, you're holding on to the, to the discipline of Ramadan. So that's 
a, a, a serious advice. Do something after you break your fast. Don't don't just sort of go back into your normal rhythm and normal um, flow. But try to do something extra that's more devotional. Maybe pray a couple of rakahs before you sleep. Whatever. Just do something to to comply with that with that hadith. Following that is usually that I eat prayers quite early, and my suggestion again would be to try to get up a little bit earlier than you normally would to go to the Eid prayer so you can do some of the takbirat. Now, even if you live by yourself or if you have roommates or in your family, you know, start the takbir. The takbirs for Eid al-Fitr start, start after the Fajr prayer up until the, you know, the imam stands to, to do the actual prayer for the Eid. So do the takbirs in the house um, or you can get on like a video clip of a mosque somewhere in the Muslim world, sometimes they're even live streamed, and they are making the takbirat. Fill the silence with the takbirat because that gets you primed for what you're about to do. It's, this is where the celebration comes from. It's you know very powerful, very beautiful sounding, um, you know prayer that we that we supplication that we pray the takbirat. So that's something you know while you're getting dressed uh, as you're having your first breakfast. You know, you're, you're breaking your fast to acknowledge that this is the day of Eid. You're driving or walking uh, or, or taking the subway or whatever to the Eid. You know, you could do the tech. I mean, you don't, have to, you don't have to belt it out. But I'm just saying, you know, you can, with, if you're with a group of you and a family and you're going together, you can say it amongst yourselves. That sort of gets you in the, in the zone for the Eid prayer. Another thing that I like, which is not necessarily on the dean side, but I, I like that um, particularly for our children, that we try to get them something new to wear for the Eid. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a new um, it's a happy occasion. So I want them to have something new to wear, uh, and and a lot of this might be family traditions. Okay, so that I admit, and 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 I I want people to explore their own family and their own traditions. So you don't have to. I mean, maybe it's not new clothes or pajamas or whatever for you guys, but I mean, growing up that was something that was in the in the ether. You know, new clothes for the Eid or new pajamas before you sleep for the Eid or whatever. You know, I guess we were very young. But again, look, it's still I still remember it as part of the celebration. So developing these traditions within your family is also really, really, really important. The next thing is the Eid gift, the Eidaya, right? Or the Eidi, as the, our Desi brothers and sisters say. So, you, you know, give out a little gift to uh, particularly the younger people. Uh, if you, when you're married, give something to your spouse. You know, say Eid Mubarak to your spouse. You know, this is a day of happiness and a day of exchanging gifts. And on the idea of gifts, the Prophet ﷺ he said, "Tahedu tahabu." Exchange gifts so that you will love one another. So giving somebody a gift, and again, it's it's not about the bling in the gift. It's a, it's the gesture. It demonstrates to the person that you acknowledge them and that you were thinking about them. Uh, for people that run a community, it's very important that we have some kind of gift bag or, or 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 some kind of small trinket or whatever or sweets for the for the kids because you don't want the kids to come to the Eid prayer it's really early it's an, an odd time and it's sort of they feel like it's a big inconvenience but rather it's something that they look forward to they can play they can be happy etc and this also relates to something that's a it's just a, like a small observation but a lot of people on Eid uh, most likely Eid falls during the week because there are five days of the week and only two days in the weekend wherever you are in the world but so most likely it falls in the weekday and i have found in the west a lot of people or a, a great deal of people will want to go back to work or continue with their day 
and not take the day off. And I guess in some circumstances that's needed. You, you, you just can't take, you don't have enough days off. I understand that. But I'm saying if you can, you know, the, the sky is not going to fall if you don't go to work or if you don't go to school. It, it really is not. And it's important that we take the day off, even if it's just to rest. Uh, a lot of times after the Eid prayer, after the whole month of fasting and tarawihing and all of that, you, you were a little exhausted. I mean, I get, I'm exhausted on the day of Eid. So sometimes after Eid prayer, I go, I come home and I'm like, you know, I think that's it for the day. I'm just going to sort of sit and, you know, do nothing and, and catch my breath and just enjoy that this is, a, you know, alhamdulillah, an accomplishment. So that's important. But if you, if you, or like I'm Superman and, and or Superwoman, I'm going to go back to work, I'm going to go from Eid prayer to work, or I'm going to go to the earliest Eid prayer I can find in town, so it doesn't even, I'm not even late to work. I sort of feel, well, what's the point? Where's the celebration in that? There's no celebration. So, uh, again, uh, maybe this speaks to the laziness that's inside me, but I mean, what's going to happen if you miss a day of school, if you miss a day at work? Again, there are some circumstances where I'm sure it's important that you you know that you have to go and you can't miss but for the vast majority of people you know we're not you know world peace is not hinged on our jobs and you know the next scientific discovery is not hinged on our job one day is not going to kill us and it's a day of rest it's a day of happiness and if you are able to do that then after the Eid prayer and this is where I want to sort of leave it open-ended I think it's very important that everyone develop their own traditions for a lot of us that live in the United States uh, I don't know where this tradition came from, but a lot of us, we go to IHOP. And it's not, <laughs> it's, not it, it's it's funny. You know, it's funny. I guess because IHOP is usually open, IHOPs are usually open late, so people go for suhoor. And then I think the thinking is, well, when it's when it's Eid, we'll just go back to IHOP. But it's funny, you know, we chuckle and, and laugh. And I grew up, me, friends, when I was in college, IHOP was a, a big staple in the month of Ramadan. And again, it's a very silly, simple thing, but it's a tradition. And the thing is with these traditions is that when you do them, you know, every year, they they leave memories. And th- that memory, part of that memory is the happiness and the joy. You see, even now as I'm saying it, I'm thinking about all of those IHOP runs in the middle of the night for Sahur and for the Eid. And it's funny, happy memories. I'm, I feel happy inside that I had, that I was able, I'm, I'm blessed, alhamdulillah, that I was able to spend those days with my friends and my family so developing those traditions is important and this really is beyond you know is there a sunnah attached to this i'm not talking about that i'm talking about we want to acknowledge the the, the prophet sallam said that the day of eid eid al-fitr is prize day eid al-jaiza it's the day when we receive our prize our prize of forgiveness our prize of acceptance of all of this devotion in the month of ramadan so if this is the prize day Let's make it prize day. Let's make it a day of, of, of happiness, of joy, of celebration. And the best way to do that, other than the things that I mentioned, which are related to the deen and the sunnah, is for us to develop our own traditions, whether it's community, families, uh, a household, our own way of celebrating it and acknowledging and being thankful for it. And I think if we do that, we'll, we'll get a lot out of it. And again, this is not the Olympics of celebration. So if people feel after the Eid, you know, I want to go on a hike or I just want to go have a simple lunch or I want to go home and do, you know, just sit at home and, and eat with the family at home. That's fine. Again, because I said sometimes we're a little bit tired. That's okay. You don't have to, to, to splurge. It's not about that. But it's about saying this is how we are going to enjoy this day 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us celebrate our achievement and hopefully leave those memories uh, and pass them on, which is so important. So for those that are celebrating, Eid Mubarak to everybody, uh, and I will talk to you all soon. Take care. <laughs>